Greetings, this is Carl. So I write this weekly letter, I'm sure most of you know about it. It's the Behavior Gap Weekly Letter. I've been doing it for over a decade now. And I get a lot of email from readers about it. And I wanted to share one with you because it, it, and, and it has to do with how do we determine how much is enough? And I want to just share this email and the exchange that's occurred because of it, because I think it's really powerful. So um, this is with permission, and I've changed some names, and I've obscured a little bit of the details so nobody will know. But this is from a reader who I'm going to call Sally. That's not her name, but I'm going to call her Sally. And this email that I sent out, the weekly letter, was about how do we determine how much enough is, this question about how much is enough. And if you, you know, the image is just that there's these three, like, pyramids of, they're like, they're little circles. There's like piles of circles, right? And the small one says, is this enough? And then the medium says, how about this? And then the last one says, this, and it's a big pile. And, and the idea was just like, how do we determine what is enough? Um, and I got this reply from Sally. It says, okay, enough, you know, exclamation mark, question, exclamation mark, enough, in all caps. Um, this, this is such a beautiful email. I, so that's why I want to share it with you. Sally says, I thought I knew what was enough. In fact, we have done a very good job of living below our means. But I have a young child with some medical problems. I'll just, I'll just share it that. Yeah, just leave it at that. Medical problems that is having a massive effect on her ability to develop. This is going to require a bunch of surgery throughout her life. Some that we know about and certainly a whole pile that we don't know about. She'll probably never be able to live on her own or earn a livable wage. Um, and we don't want her to be a burden on her siblings. Okay, so that's the context. And then this. So now what is enough in all caps with two, ex two question marks? Now what is enough? I'm stumped as far as how much is enough because the enough has to last long after I'm gone. Right? We're both my husband and I have been working on this, working on this, but now we're fearful as to when we will have enough saved. So, um, what's the right word? I, I want to say fascinating, interesting, challenging, and it's so interesting. The reason I wanted to share this with you, particularly those of you who are engaged in giving financial advice for a living. I recorded a video back to Sally. In fact, I recorded a public video that we're going to put up on the YouTube channel and ask Sally for her permission. And she replied, giving her permission. And she said this. Um, and in the video, I talk a little bit about, so how do you deal with enough? And particularly when, and I spent a lot of time talking about this, like when the plan blows up, right? When we, we come face to face with this crazy thing called reality and reality is uncertain, when things don't go according to the plan, which they never go according to the plan. Sometimes they're dramatic, 
like this example. And what could be more dramatic? What could be more, um, what, would what could cause you more thought and more reflection than being able to take care of your daughter? Right? What could be more heartbreaking in terms of the uncertainty than that? So when the plan blows up, that's what I went on to talk about was like, when the plan blows up, what do you do? And I, I walk through the, I, how you deal with the reality of navigating a complex adaptive system, which is what we live in, especially in our interaction with money, humans and their interaction with money, money are a complex adaptive system. Um, I've talked a lot about that in other places. How do you deal with it? Well, the only way to deal with it is to do all the research, right? Check all the edge cases, interview people, talk to people, do all the thinking, do the projections, you know, because that's what we want to do. We want to project and we want to build a spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet, the reason we want to do that is because it will give us certainty because it seems like it's certain. But the truth is that spreadsheet's just a guess, right? So we do all that stuff. It's important. And then afterwards we realize we just don't know. And so what, what can we do today? We, can, we have to set all that stuff aside we have to get quiet for my wife. That sun salutations for me. It's out walking in the mountains, right? We have to set all that aside. We have to get quiet and we say, we embrace the uncertainty of it all. And we say, what is to be done next? And I don't even actually have revised that. What is to be done now? Not even next. What is to be done now? That's how we deal with this. So I sent that note to Sally. And this is what I want to share with you, right? Like all of that I think is really interesting and valuable and hopefully it's helpful to you. But if you give financial advice for a living or if you talked, like even if you don't, listen to this. I sent an email to Sally saying, hey, could we use this? And Sally said, I listened to it, but I started to get a little emotional. It surprised me, but perhaps it was because I felt like I was actually being heard. Listen to that. Got a little emotional. Surprised me because I felt like I was actually being heard. So I just want to, the reason I wanted to share that with you is the whole world is running around carrying these financial burdens, some more dramatic than others, with no one to talk to. And the only place they have to go, right, where they can feel heard, is a real financial advisor. Now, if you're not in the business of giving financial advice, please realize this also applies to you. You've got a spouse, a partner, a friend, a child, a colleague, that is carrying, you're, I would imagine, carrying some of these financial concerns, some of this anxiety, some of this worry. You don't know how things are going to turn out. And if things just keep going like they're going today, in six months, I'll be living under a bridge, right? Like we do all those behavioral finance things where we project the recent past into the future and we think, oh no, and, and there's no one to talk to. Right? You can't talk to your friends because we don't talk about money. You can't talk to your parents because you already make more money than your parents. Like whatever, there's all these reasons we have no one to talk to. And here Sally is just saying, oh my gosh, it felt, I'm paraphrasing here and maybe even putting words in her mouth, but it, it, well, I, it, it was at least emotional to feel like I was actually being heard. It was an amazing reminder to me that 
whether you give financial advice for a living or not, we can all create a little more space for people to feel like they're heard. That's it, my friends. Take care.